There's been lots of stuff written this week about the demise of the British steel industry, and uh, not all of it frightfully intelligent. We didn't really get much sense out of Peter Hitchens in the Daily Mail trying to lay the problems at the door of global free trade, which, of course, we don't really have. Uh, We have global corporatism, which is a rather different thing. But what do you have to bear in mind in a global economy is whether we like it or not, it is dynamic. It's moving. It's very fast moving. Uh, And the Western industrial democracies struggle to keep up with the older manufacturing side of life, the heavy industry, uh, steel, of course, being one. We couldn't stay in the business of deep mined coal because it was expensive and nobody wanted it. We no longer build steam engines in Crewe and Doncaster. We're no longer a shipbuilding nation. Uh, these things have gone, and they've gone to other parts of the world who can produce them at a cheaper price. But we mustn't just think it's about cheap labour. We always think it's cheap labour. Ah, they don't get paid very much in China, so they can compete unfairly. But you know, it's not quite as simple as that, is it? Our living costs in this country are extremely high. And they're not high because we're not efficient at producing steel per se or anything else in manufacturing or heavy manufacturing. They're high because the government makes them so. The government makes our lives expensive. We have the most expensive beer in the world, something steel workers are very partial to. Cigarettes are the most expensive in the world. Our electricity is the most expensive in the world. And of course, all these things are very pertinent to heavy manufacturing. Uh, This stops us competing. And of course, we have 20% VAT. We have high property taxes. So the poor old working man uh, really uh, doesn't have much of a chance to have a competitive edge uh, in the global economy. So what are we going to do about this? Well, we can't blame free trade. We can't blame free trade, global free trade as it stands. I mean, Okay, Tata is selling British steel because it's a bit of a lost cause trying to produce steel uh, at a profit. But you've got to bear in mind that Tata actually rescued Land Rover and Jaguar. Those wonderful old British marks would no longer be with us. They're functioning and they're running at a profit and they're expanding, expanding in uh, the West Midlands. We've seen Bentley and Rolls-Royce bought out, rescued, and also now functioning as a profit-making organization. And of course, we have Nissan producing uh, an amazing amount of cars in the Northeast and Honda in the Midlands, very good cars at very competitive prices. So it's a question of perspective. You might be cross if you live in Port Talbot and you're a steel worker, but if you live in the Midlands producing these cars, which were rescued by these international companies, you're jolly grateful. So what are we going to do? We need to just not blame everybody. The the problem with with this country is that everybody apportions blame. Let's start being a little bit more positive, shall we? Let's have a look at our education system. Now, we've just, in the very same week as we've been talking about the demise of our steel industry, we see that the indigenous white working class population of the United Kingdom are the least motivated and worst educated in the entire country. They're well behind the Chinese who live here, never mind in China, and the Asian population who live here. So we have a problem, don't we, in education, which is largely driven, of course, by parents. 
and parents' ambitions, we have a problem. That means we also have a problem in the welfare world, social welfare, which is expensive and demotivates people. And of course, corporate welfare as well. It's not just social welfare, is it? Uh, it's corporate welfare. There's a number of corporations and landowners who are getting subsidized. Uh, the so-called renewal energy packet, for example, uh, which has caused many of these problems for heavy manufacturing, are actually in receipt of subsidies all the time. So we also need to look at government spending. They're spending 50% of GDP, which is absurd, outrageous spending, outrageous debt, all of which that needs servicing. Uh, and if we could get the monkey of tax off the back of the working man, that would be really useful. And I'm not just talking about income tax. People think about income tax. I'm talking about national insurance, employers' national insurance. Let's call it what it is, which is an employment tax. Uh, his 20% VAT on the high street and all the other things that Paul Sod has to put up with. Uh, let's get those off. And then maybe we can start uh, finding our way back into manufacturing, uh, of maybe of a different end, more of a quality end, not so much heavy manufacturing. But we can do it. And we've done it before. But what we've got to do is address the real problems, not start whinging about uh, what imagined problems we have. And it's always the same. You've heard it from me before. It starts and ends with the state. The state is the enemy of the people. And we must understand that. And they are certainly the enemy of steel workers alongside their unions who completely abandon them by going along with a suicidal energy policy. So let's get it right. Let's start looking forward. Let's start thinking, but don't let's start blaming all the wrong people.